welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that puts the plus in Disney Plus. It's Talking to Mickey. My name is Ian. My name's Ellie. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and that's here we are. We've literally just stopped recording um, Wanda Revision. I have taken Liam and I've got a lasso of purple around his neck. He's waiting for next week. And um, you're waiting for Tony Stark. Waiting for waiting for Tony. Waiting for Godot Tony. I don't know. I can't make that work. But that's what we're doing. So um, on that note, it's kind of a natural promo. If you haven't checked out our Wanda Revision episode, we have just released our penultimate episode with one more to come, which will be dropping on the following Marvel Monday. Marvel Monday. So go ahead and catch that out. And then also we have episodes recently released on Train Spotting on best film ever on knives out on best film ever and on sunday we were privileged enough to drop our episode on the after 82 documentary which i'm very excited for that to drop so by the time that this is released we'll know how that went i don't really know and it's not about numbers and it's not about anything it's just about it was a lot it was it was a lot it was, it was a moment that it sounds kind of strange, but it's a moment that I'll cherish, that, that kind of conversation we, we, we were able to have. I mean, to be invited inside the story on that yeah, one. That, that was, yeah. To speak to them. Yeah, and, and humbling that they approached us. It, it was really remarkable. There's, there's a lot of uh, film review uh, podcasts out there. And for what we do, I mean, we're, we're, we're quite light and breezy and fun and sarcastic, but it was... It was uh, it was nice to actually engage with a bit of a of a less quippy, more humanity filled side, which might be <laughs> a good review for Wandavision as a whole. Less quippy, maybe more emotion filled. So, uh, but anyway, check out all that stuff on the best film ever feed, and check out Wanda Revision here on the Talk in the Mickey feed. So, uh, really quickly, we'll go over some charts because we got a lot of places to talk about this week. Ooh. Yep, we've got um, the United States of America. We've got nice. Poland, and then the rest. Is that are, new? Have we been to Poland before? I don't know. I don't know if we have with this one. I know we have with Best Film Ever. I'm not sure if this one has or not. That's if we haven't, anyway. hello to Poland. Hello, Poland. Big fan. Big I've fa- never been to Poland. Big fan of your pierogies. Really big fan <laughs> of your pierogies. Very good. Um. So uh, we were. 45th in Great Britain. We were 44th in Canada. We charted in Denmark. We were 38th in Hong Kong, 29th in Taiwan, 28th in the UAE, 16th in Colombia, 11th in Japan, and top 10 in Brazil. Yay, come to Brazil. So thank you. Um, A lot of these places are places that I like the cuisine of, and that's probably just because I like to eat. (laughs) So that Brazilian restaurant in London was really good. Yeah, that was some Brazilian barbecue. I think it was, was it not? Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. So Chicken hearts, not quite my thing. Not but. no, no. But uh, I was very full when I walked out of there. So yeah. um, it's time for Disney news now, Ethan. I know you kind of pulled a Wanda and hijacked the feed in your editing job and added a bunch of stuff. Um, it's always nice when your news source. Uh, it's it's good journalism when you hijack and give just a one person viewpoint of the news. Oh, I didn't even give a viewpoint. I was just like this, this, and this for people okay. to know. I'm waiting for a roundtable discussion. Oh. So, so this is the bit. Maybe I can make up the stuff that I remember, and you can say whether yeah. it was brought up or not. The first one, I think the biggest one, has to be the Spider Man um, trailer and um, the drama. <laughs> 
the well, the fake drama. You totally bought in. So Ethan sends us this these two images, and it was the Tom Holland and what's the kid's name who plays Ned? Uh, Jacob Battalion. And the two of them, and one of them was oh, what were they? What were the, what were the two fake titles here? Phone uh, home. Yeah, phone home was Tom home Holland. Wrecker. Home wrecker. And I yep. instantly Ethan went, which one do you think it'll be? And I instantly went neither they both suck <laughs> this is we're getting trolled and then by morning there'd been a third one because zendaya had gotten around to was it home slice, home slice? yeah <laughs> and then cat dennings got involved oh, really? it's like it's called agatha all along <laughs> <laughs> and so i mean obviously the spider-man films always have seem to have that word home in, in the tom yeah. holland uh, thing. And then we finally got, uh, what, what is it? Um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah. I was going to say I Spider-Man who says, you, who says you can't go home. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man Home Fries. <laughs> but um, home fries. I love Home Fries. Uh, anything that's breakfast for dinner. I think I'm going to have a breakfast for dinner tonight, actually, come to think of it. I'm quite, I'm quite inspired now. Um, but so that sounded good. I have not seen the trailer. Have you seen the trailer, Ethan? I've it, seen the, the the little fake trailer. Yeah, oh, okay. it's, Tom, it. it's Tom Holland walking out of John Watts, the director's office, and he's like, he gave us another fake trailer, guys. He's like, of course another he would. Another fake name, yeah. Yeah, of course he you would. Spoil they, you spoil everything. Yeah, and then they walk past a, a, a whiteboard and it just has Spider-Man No Way Home written like, really big on it. Okay, so it's more of just a, uh, a video no that's intended to go yeah. viral. Okay, yeah. and this is what the big studios do really, really well. They realize how to drip feed information so you're always in the news and generating the buzz, and it's a good start. Yeah, it so, was Spider-Man No Way Home surrounded by all of the other like really weird suggestions that okay. have home in, including Home Slice. A lot um, of hexagons as well. All these things. <laughs> hexagons. A lot of hexagons on that board. I'm there just putting that one out there. Um, speaking of putting things out there, or maybe back in there, I saw the trailer, I'm assuming everybody, well, some people might have, for Luca, I think it's called. Oh, I've shit. not seen it. I I've forgot. seen the poster. Yeah. Oh, really? Ellie, have you I seen it? it today. Okay. So Ellie yeah. and I can now go ahead and we'll discuss the, the trailer somewhat. So Luca appears to be set in, is it Italy or is it Greece? Uh, I, th- I thought Italy, yeah. Yeah. And so it's about two boys and it, towards the end you find out that one of the boys is actually some sort of sea dragon, it looks like. Sea serpent? Aren't they both? Are they both? No, it seemed like the one didn't seem to be. Something they were only- both jumping out of the water like dolphins as different colored oh i see oh because it's called luca surely that would insinuate it's 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 one of them who has that power would it not would it i think so i i think i remember only one of them coming out as 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 a sea serpent i remember we first talked about it when it was just the concept <clears throat> and the pitch like back in december after all the disney news and they i think i was like yeah just they, they've advertised it like it's pete's dragon so it, like one yeah. would be the dragon, one would be the kid. That's my understanding: is that one of them is the human, and one of them is this guy who can hide as a human unless he gets wet. Oh, so it's like H two O just had water. I. It was a Nickelodeon yes. show where there were mermaids. They were mermaids, but if they yeah. put their feet in the water, they turned into mermaids. That was the was first like, case. Zoe, oh no, I got a water droplet on me. I'm a mermaid in the middle of this city. Oh no. That was the first case of plagiarism I ever caught as a teacher. Was a kid ripped off that, and I Googled um, what this was. One, this feels a bit too a bit too on the nose to be to be <laughs> to be made up by a kid. And then, sure enough, yeah, it was it was it was the plot of one of the H two O movies. Uh, Ellie, you look like you're doing some research there. Have you found anything out? I am, yeah. I'm, I've just got the trailer up on my phone to watch the bit that I'm looking forward to see. Oh, okay. Please let me know when it, when when we can confirm that I'm right. Um, so, <laughs> I swear 
they were both just in the water as sea dragony things. I I don't know. I don't You're know. The You're, the You're the one watching it. You're the one watching it. Yep. Uh, we'll wait for that. Uh, Ethan, was there any other? Um, Disney news that you discussed yesterday? Or not yeah. yesterday, but when we released. Yeah, for, for us yesterday. Oh, it was uh, yesterday yeah, for so, us, yeah. Yeah, uh, so Loki uh, has a release date of, ooh, there's a, there's a people. There are two sea dragony things in the air. I love that you could have put that sideways and made it so much easier for us to see. <laughs> but you just decided, Actually, I'm going to push my phone. My phone is locked into oh, portrait orientation, but... <laughs> Is it? No, no, I believe you. If you say there's two, then 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 I can confirm that uh, your phone is obviously yeah, broken. What is green and what is blue? Okay, that's 100% accurate. There you go. So there we go. Um, Ethan, so you were talking about Loki, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, so Loki was announced on Twitter by Marvel about a day, no, like an hour before I exported the last podcast, that it's going to be released in on June? June 11th. Yeah, June 11th. Yeah, June 11th. So a little, like a, about a month or two after uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is supposed to end, which is really exciting. I think the Disney slot has made this that when Falcon Winter Soldier end is when our next bit of news will be able to start airing and that is star wars the bad batch which has got a release date for uh may the 4th which is uh, uh, clever yeah of course and also because um it will be a year this may the 4th that star wars the clone wars uh, ended and this is the follow-up series that sort of the sequel series of uh the clone wars so it uh it it, it, it it's got a lot of sort of reasons they're clever i mean they, they seem to always have something in there the only thing i have a question for is will you eventually hit your head will there be a law of diminishing returns will there become apathy i think there's um, just so many different star wars universes and planets and creatures that there's just so much to to delve into it might not feel like it deserves the title of star wars anymore i will argue that universe isn't it i will argue that a very ravenous Star Wars base was into things Hello. like clone. Yeah, Ethan is the target yeah. audience for things like Clone yeah. Wars. But I think for your 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 more casual mainstream type audience, I think Mando was huge. Uh, I think at some point, I've still not watched that. I probably should. It's very good. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I think it's well. There, we could do a cleared for takeoff on Mando. That might mm. make sense there. I think Ethan should definitely host that, and you can sort of be on the other chair on that one. Um, yeah, but you know that would be that would be quite interesting in the sense that you know. Are people willing to go, yeah, I'll take another Star Wars universe on top of the Mando universe, or not even universe, but another side of the story? I think maybe Rogue One and Solo have taught us that the, instead of cinematically, it seems like people are up for ones with episode in the title and the ones that really yeah. count and were not so big. And that's why the Obi-Wan series, which was originally pitched as a film, gets reconvened because or, or or reimagined because you now have disney plus as this platform and that lets you be more of a and don't i mean the importance of drip feeding and going every friday here's your thing and you can dominate twitter and if you want to be part the the, the the benefit of mando and the benefit of wandavision isn't um well some some degree it's not about the quality of a show I mean, it is, but it's not in the sense of the value of these things is you want to be in on the conversations. You want to be in on the Twitter discussion. You want to be on the YouTube. You want to be on like, every podcast is talking about it. I mean, we have it. The F and nerds have it. Like Everybody, these other podcasts where I really rate, they, they're all talking about post wrestling has a Wanda revision kind of thing. They call it re, <laughs> re, rewanda vision or something like that. And so like everybody has this It's a cultural thing and you want to be involved in that conversation. So you watch along. Can anything hold the the mass public thing for that long? 
And I'd argue, I don't think so. I will be honest, no, I, I'm going to give you some, th- this will be like the sort of the, the pitch for whether or not you'll watch this. It is set moments after Revenge of the Sith, so it explains how the clones uh, do Order 66, all that kind of stuff. What happens to, what happens to like, uh, the is guy the, who... Is it live action? No, this is animated. It's set in the same... Okay, it's, no, it won't. Well, this is the thing, because I'm not going to say anything about Mando Season 2 as much as I can, but... Yep. You know those characters that you like from Mando Season 2? Yep. Oh, I know this is their story. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, this is their story. Fennec Shand yep. is showing up in this. But no. Um, so Ming-Na Wen will be there. But... Uh, I appreciate it, but no. Yeah. It, 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 it won't. It won't. It'll, it just won't. Uh, it's one of those things. I think for Star Wars fans like me, I love clones. I love all of that. I really like to see the beginning of the Empire, so that's my kind of thing. But I know why people won't. It, it's, it, people go, it's animated, blah, blah, blah. We, we don't want that, but... It, it's my thing. Yep. All right. So there's that. Is there anything else, Ethan? Not that I know of, no. All right. So let's jump into uh, The Parent Trap, the 1961 version of The Parent Trap. I'm looking at everybody's face. watch the right I'm looking then. to see if anybody's going, oh, no. No, we seem to be all right. Okay. If it had Lindsay Lohan in it, it was the wrong one. Yes. Oh, no. That's pretty much the rule for any film except for Mean Girls. If it's got <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, you're watching the wrong thing. There's no oh, reason no, to watch Lindsay be- Lohan. Herbie fully loaded. No, of good move. Oh, oh, ah. It's um, better than the one where it's like there's an evil Herbie. I don't know. I, I love the evil. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Ellie, why don't you go ahead and you you were doing some context on uh, not Herbie fully loaded on the Parent okay. Trap. Go ahead. <laughs> I've never seen Herbie fully loaded. There we go. I think um, it's eligible. There we go. Oh God! All right. Well, anyway, so in the non Lindsay Lohan movie that we watched this we week, um, so this the Parent Trap. Trap from 1961 was also known as The Parent Trap, A Laugh Affair. Um, And it was directed by David Swift, who also wrote the screenplay for it. But it was based on Eric Kestner's German novel, which was called Lottie and Lisa, Das Doppelte Lutschen, which means the double Lotties. Um, So that's a lot of Lottie. Um, but not to be confused with uh, the, the twins in this one who were, I can't even remember what their names were. Was it Sharon and Susan? Yes, yep. Sharon and Susan. Yeah. There we go. So <laughs> um, this film was nominated for two Academy Awards and they were for sound and for film editing. Um, film editing, which, definitely. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. see yeah. see why. Um, because if if anybody didn't pick it up, then uh, the lead actress was, was both of them. <laughs> it wasn't actually what? twins. One girl played both twins, yes. Um, so yeah, done really, really well, especially considering the the time that it was made. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they also made three TV sequel films to this, and um, I keep forgetting her name. Mills, Haley Mills, was Haley it? Mills. Um, she was in all three of those those sequels, and um, then of course we had the the 1998 remake with with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll mention her just briefly. And I also stumbled cl- across the news that there's another remake in development for Disney plus. Oh. Well, you, may, I mean, you, you need content, you need content and not everything as much as they're trying, not everything can be star Wars and Marvel. Cause there are other audiences out there. I'm so, going to see if there's anyone cast in this so I can just get real sad. But while you do that, uh, Ellie, is there anything else? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't do any deep diving into the, into the remake. I just, just stumbled no, across that bit of news. <laughs> Um, thought I'd just throw that out there. So um, Mills was in a five five year film, no five film contract with Disney to make. Did a this film count as summer? Did this count as two? Because she kind of made it twice. 
<laughs> no, but I think it was her second film in okay. the contract. <laughs> um, and Maureen O'Hara, who plays the mum, yeah. never worked with Disney again. Um, because her contract gave her top billing, but then they gave it to Mills anyway. They did. It was interesting. They went Haley Mills, and they went starring Maureen O'Hara. So I was like, why did they do that? And this explains it. Because so I was going, Haley Mills in, yada, yada, starring Maureen O'Hara. And I was like, this is really interesting. Well, That's so weird. It didn't work. Now I, now I get why. She didn't work with them. And she just threw her toys <laughs> out of the pram, did she? Yeah. Okay. Well, she. I don't know. If, I don't know if she caught a massive scene or anything, but she didn't do any films with them again. So. Well, I'm guessing she didn't find out till opening night. <laughs> Perhaps not, no. <laughs> um, so when they started production, it was originally under the name We Belong Together, and production was just from July until September, so fairly yeah. short um, yeah. time. Um, it was all shot in California, and uh, the music was by the Sherman Brothers. Which yeah, is- yeah this, this is the first full-length film they do for Disney. That's the next thing oh, on my notes. Wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the song Let's Get Together, which was on the radio in the camp and then also sung by the twins later on, um, reached number eight in the US chart. And it was uh, it was released as by Hayley Mills and Hayley Mills. Okay. <laughs> That's cute. Isn't it? That's really cute. I like that. Only all together. Oh, maybe something different. Go ahead. Um, so the last little bit before we jump in, um, which I thought was really interesting, they originally were only going to do a few tr- trick shots with Hayley Mills in scenes with herself. Um, and they, w- they were going to just use a body double for all the other scenes. But then Walt Disney saw the processed shots and he ordered them to include more in the film because they were done so well. So that's why we've got so much of it in the film. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at things like uh, Friends, when Friends does like Phoebe and Ursula side by side. And you look at the Parent Trap from 1961, and the quality is just as good in 1961 as it is in 1994. So props yeah, to them on that. Even if you look for it, it's really difficult to. It is hard. See how they've how they've done I was, it all. I was impressed for the time. Yep. Yeah, there uh, were a lot of things where I was going. Which one is you know which one is real and which one is. We shouldn't be if you think it's Disney. I mean, like the, the stuff I did with Mary Poppins, and it's just like there's that level of Disney artistry with what can you pull off, and it's just really well done. Disney magic. Disney magic. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, so, are we good to jump into the film now, Ali? Yep, I've got a couple more things as we go through. But Excellent. I'll bring them up as and when outstanding so we begin uh with the film and we get uh some intro and some credits and the intro we have this almost I don't, what kind of animation is this it's not really stop motion, stop motion of yeah, some it's like sort claymation. It, it's is, claymation is it, is it clay i didn't think it's, it was clay i thought it was like it's paper the is background paper? is paper and card oh. yeah but the figures um, are they like wood they might got be the wooden, joints yeah. on them and stuff so yeah. they're not not claymation but. so and we see bless our broken home and you know what? I'll say this for the 1960s. Like to talk about divorce as openly as this film does. This is this is something. Yeah, yeah I'm shocked. Yeah. And, and they were also like, everyone's doing it now. And Haley Mill, well, one of the Haley Mills. I think it's I think it's a Susan mm-hmm. character. Just goes off on the concept of divorce and separation. She mm-hmm. just has like a lecture lined up. Um, and so we get Haley Mills and Haley Mills and the song, The Parent Trap, and um. It sort of finishes with the the end of the theme goes, we're going to straighten up their mess with togetherness, the parent trap. (laughs) Ellie. Um, Did anyone else catch on the special titles um, on the first name that was listed? It was T as in the initial and then he. No. No, (laughs) that's funny. I don't get it. T he? Uh, Oh, T he. The letter T, then a space and then H-E-E. Oh, that's funny. 
Um, Literally, it's it's, it's the laughing sound. And so, (laughs) yes, and so we get to uh, the camp, which the first third of the movie, I guess, takes place in. And someone's arriving in a Rolls Royce. So they got me rolls in. They hating. I'm hating that. No, my chauffeur's got no, me nice. My chauffeur's got me nice and pretty. Okay. No. So, um, and I mean, it's the prince and the pauper. Well, I thought it was the prince and the pauper. And no, it's just the prince and the West Coast prince. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought Susan was going to be like a commoner. And then she goes back out to like where she lives. And I'm like, oh, no, she's rich, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't call her Susan until like until they switched places and went to the other house because I did not know her name until her name gets film. dropped. It's late. It's late. I don't know if uh, Ellie has okay. the fact on it. I saw a fact with it, but I, I did you have that by any chance or no, it's about 28 minutes into the film when we first find out Susan's character's name. She's just other oh, Sharon. Wow. Uh, OK, so I think I might have missed. I might have missed that one yeah. and didn't hear it until later on so i was kind of going what is her name are they both sharon what is this so um the posh one which is what i was calling them at first posho and commoner <laughs> until i realized no i'm kind of wrong here but posho sharon mckendrick is dropped off by her chauffeur and she wants to make sure that she's got a well-ventilated tent because her grandmother insisted her grandmother wants yep. to, yeah. <laughs> and we meet i thought it would be important we meet betsy and kendra they're just the two people she talks to to give us some yeah. exposition that's it um, then we get to dinner time and we find out that Pasho's not allowed to eat candy. And we've got this really anticlimactic meet cute where they just sort of see each other. Cause we've spent, each other. we've spent no time with Susan. It's not like yeah. we had, here's one of them coming and then here's the other one. Like we are aligned. I think as a result, if I say, who is your favorite twin? I think the answer is going to be Sharon, isn't it? Yeah, but no, I, I preferred Susie because of other reasons, but yeah. Oh, you're okay. I yeah. preferred Sharon, but I think the film told me Sharon's the one who counts. In the story of the Yeehaw and the Brit, I always preferred the Yeehaw. Yeah, why does Boston mean British? Was she trying to do I a Boston accent? Like was, she, was she trying to do a Boston accent? Because it was, it was just English. It's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a Boston accent. That's not posh oh, no, American. No. Like proper British. That was like, proper British. Oh, I'm so excited to oh. see you, Grandma. Oh, it's, it's shocking. The two, the two non fully English people are going. Picked oh, up yeah, on this, totally right? Yeah. And me and Ellie are here going. Not a posh American. There, 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 there is a posh Boston accent. That's not it. That was her That's doing British. I just assumed it was. So I assumed she was British. And then I saw, I'm like, oh, no, you're not. Uh, this is conf- if she went, oh, yes, I'm walking here, I would have maybe believed it was posh Boston. But yeah. No. Even though that sounded pretty pretty british as well ethan oh it was just because i said i'm walking here oh Oh, i'm walking here yeah okay Um, the humor's in the words that he used yes i used wordplay um and i did like what one of the other girls said they said look at that girl the nerve of coming here with your face (laughs) and the pauper who i've got her down as but it's actually just susan other rich girl i mean this girl could have been called rich white girl problems really (laughs) oh my rich mommy and rich daddy won't live together to be fair, for me, they were long hair and short hair. And were they? Split, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was confusing. But which I think it has to be. But anyway, um, and so <laughs> yeah. Susan is feisty. Susan's like, I'm going to cause problems. And then we meet Miss Inch. Strange name. And yeah. Chief Eaglewood. You could not use that name for your camp counselor today. <laughs> no you can't no um and she says i am your supreme commander and i'm like she doesn't really strike me as like an authoritarian 
but then you realize that the camp is called Camp Inch. Yeah, going, obviously oh, it's hers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was reading because she was just reading off these notes someone gave her, and she was like, "I'm, I'm Miss Inch," as if she did not didn't know her last name. She's yeah. yeah, she's that bad of a public speaker. And then she goes <laughs> and she introduces Chief Eaglewood, who looks at the girls and goes, "Well, it looks like you've got a crackerjack group of girls." And I'm like, you can't say that. You probably wouldn't say that today either. I don't think the new remake will have that line in it. I think e- Eaglewood in general is just like, not yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and there'll be a dance on Saturday night where the boys will meet. And the girls like don't clue into this at all. Like, there's a dance. I'm going to invite the boys. Oh, my God. Like a, a dance. You should have already been there, I think. And the boys are coming over, but only for girls who don't have messy tents any demerits and you don't get to come to the dance which just seemed to mean any and you can't come in the building proper but you can come hang out outside of it all you want just don't dress up you just not allowed every 1960s yeah like if i look just like another camper i'm probably just going to go ahead and show up and say i'm the other (laughs) one uh and this is where the war begins um they the um, so susan west coast west coast twin comes over her friends in a canoe and says look at that one turn the profile there she is she's the spitting image of frankenstein now if there's a girl who looks just like me at the camp i don't think i'm insulting her physical appearance i know right (laughs) what the hell unless it was her hair unless it was like oh my god your hair's so stupid and long but but a frankenstein doesn't have long hair and b the profile would have nothing to do with it no no the thing is She's got a. I'm going to be that guy. It's Frankenstein's monster. It is Frankenstein's Frankenstein. monster, right? Yeah, Frankenstein could have been a right hottie. Yep. And so they tip. They tip the canoe over, and then in revenge, Susan and her friends come in and they like string and syrup the entire tent. But why? Why the girls? Why like? Why the? Why the girls? Like why? Is it Susan? I don't know. Bostonians friends they did nothing wrong they just existed they're just guilty by association aren't they yeah. you gotta have your you gotta have it's it's, it's typical like rom-com friendship sort of you gotta have your two people to flank you so we know you're a leader and you're important for like the 30 minutes that they're yeah, yeah. but they're relevant for yeah <laughs> and so um and and the problem they have their inspection the next day and i'm sorry but if you're miss inch you look around it's clear these girls did not do this to their own yeah. tent <laughs> yep like this movie asked me to sort of understand like oh well she said it was messy and it's messy it must be i'm sure they went to bed and syruped their own sheets it'll be fun what let's syrup our own sheets yeah let's do loads of <laughs> euphemism. all this kind of stuff as no. well like <laughs> uh, but especially being aware of there being inspection in the like, i'm sure this isn't the first morning so they've probably had other inspections like, it's just it's a step too far i know it's a disney child's film it's a simple premise it's a step too far uh and so they uh my question at this point is how long can we just skip to the part where they become best friends i just need to skip to the part where they become best friends i know what this is Remember that bit where, like, sorry, like, where, uh, Boston cuts uh, uh, the other one's dress open just so, like, her panties are showing, and I'm like, you, no, don't do that. Yeah, That's I'm actually not okay. The way we do this, Ethan, is we go through the film sequentially. So, actually, we're we're probably going to come to that scene. 
He, no, he took your request as skipping to when they're friends as literal. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, so unfortunately. Was, so was I, yeah. and I was like, no, I have no. No, no, no. It's, yeah. no it's, just, it's just an expression about me oh, going, I, I know where this. No, go. no, no. This is me going, I know where the film's going. I would like to skip it in the viewing situation, but not in the reviewing situation. Oh, we do. No. Notes. We do a proper job here. I've got lots of notes still. So we, <laughs> so we, we cut forward to the dance, and the popper can't really. She's not much of a dancer. And it's really awkward. Despite telling us later that she really loves dancing and could dance all night. And I'm like, mm, mm, I'm not Different sure. Film. And they're listening to Let's Get Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then the music ends. And I guess they only had one song set up because everybody goes outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody spontaneously decides we should go outside. And um, this there is are these two extras, though, that are like all they're doing is just like sh- like moving records back and forth yeah. between each <laughs> other. And I'm like, what's the just pick one? <laughs> Um, this is how you did shuffle back in the day. You literally had to shuffle the records together and then pick one out. And this is where Susan says she feels naked without her lipstick, and the boy actor forgets how to act entirely. Yeah, he was dr- he was dreadful. Yeah, did he ever know how to act? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, we have she's sitting there talking to the boy about her ranch back home, and like the girls are taking turns, just like cutting like this giant u section out of the backside of uh susan's dress and i've never worn a dress but i'm assuming this is bs you have in order to cut it you have to oh that's true in order to cut it you have to like (laughs) hang on to it with one like you'd surely feel that you all of a sudden were being restricted in any slight movement whatsoever you would think and i also think you'd feel the cold breeze on your bottom yeah i was gonna say yeah also though we know that both of these girls are rich. Why has that dress only got one layer? That is not a proper dancing is it not? I'll okay. have you know. She should have had petticoats under that. There were girls that had them. She didn't have one, but why didn't she have it? Because, because the movie needed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so she goes, I could dance all night. I'm like, you really couldn't. <laughs> Especially with you, Wilford. I'm like, oh, poor girl. The boy's name is Wilford. <laughs> and this is Start where... acting is called Wilford. He and, was born oh, to the fail. Time, that was a really sexy name. <laughs> Wilfred. And then she finds Wilfred. out. Well, she doesn't find out. Anyone listening who's called Wilf, by the way? Wilf the Milf. We love you lots. Everybody laughs at her because she's got her, her underwear on show. Um, and she runs outside, and there is um, Sharon kind of laughing with her posse, going, ah, ha, ha, ha. And they have a fight. And the fight's really impressive because of how, like, you know, this isn't quite tenant, but it's up there. How do you have a fight with yourself in a manner that. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, think about how to film this. Like, it's really like one of them's. When it, for the most part, they stuck with Sharon as the girl whose face was on camera. But there were some shots of of Susan, I believe. Like, that's re- there were some two shots as well. If there's a two shot, her face was covered by her hair. They were not touching. Yeah, that, like I was, I was staring at the screen because there's a bit where because uh, Susan with long hair, Sharon's one with long hair. Long yeah, hair. where Sharon's like facing the back so you only just see like the back of her head oh, okay so obviously, like, i thought you were telling me you could see both like, their faces and they were touching i'm like there's no way oh, no. it's not that no, it's good like she moves for a second and i see like half her face I'm like oh oh oh, oh. no it's oh, so no, just goes, it's back. so yeah. this fight scene is so well done seamless yeah i yeah. was really impressed like you you, you for, uh, it's such a good job done by the editing team uh, like you you forget it's the same girl in many in many I places i assumed when we when i started watching it that it was two girls that were twins that were that were in it and then looked up and was like oh shit this is the opposite of two broke girls there's not two of them and they ain't broke yeah <laughs> so one rich girl one rich girl <laughs> one rich girl <laughs> um and so 
the records are broken and the cakes and the punch and actually everything falling off the table was a cool scene i wasn't really feeling the bit where mrs inch throws the the, the oh, cake yeah. and it gets i stuck. love this bit okay i i thought this was really funny and like and genuinely had written that in my notes okay. and then in my context looking earlier i found out that um the director swift wanted to cut this scene but yeah. walt disney um told him to leave it in and said it would be the biggest laugh of the movie and it says in that same bit that, that he was right. It did get the biggest laughs in the cinema mm-hmm. when, when they played it. So fair play to Walt. You know what? I think that guy might have a... He should have really, got history. He should have done more. He should have done more. Yeah, he's got a career in this. <laughs> um, which is actually impressive because we think of Walt, I think by definition, we think of animation. Yeah. And the idea that he has his finger on the pulse of uh, live action as well and, and gets how audiences are going to respond, which is interesting. He um, was an impressive dude. He wasn't the best morally or culturally, but uh, he was he was impressive in this field. Um, and so the sentence, and the girls are, are called into this meeting with, and just like everybody else, Mrs. In- Miss Inch has her two people beside her as well, so she looks impressive. <laughs> She's like, I was where you were 60 years ago. And uh, she says, in all the years of this camp, and I was praying she would say, this takes the cake, but she didn't. <laughs> I really wanted that. Um, but she goes, and to think of this from sisters. And they go, she, no, 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 they're not sisters. And she's, as soon as she finds that out, she is so much more interested in their backstory than anything they've done wrong to this point. Yep. But you, you would be too. But you look alike. Are you telling me you're not sisters? Um, and she goes, have any of you seen Gilbert and Sullivan? <laughs> Yeah, which I thought I was going yes, ugh. Which I thought was really strange because even even in the sixties, this is oh, I guess it's she's an old person, so this would make sense. But Gilbert and Sullivan's not exactly cutting edge in the nineteen sixties. Nope. It just made me laugh because it was so obscure. Yeah, less obscure. I guess it would be your parents' thing at the time. It, it wouldn't be mainstream, but it would be. In, in the consciousness, at least, it wouldn't be two generations back or three generations back, which I think it largely is now. Um. And so uh, we thought, she says, let the punishment suit the crime. Yes, let the punishment suit the crime. And I'm like, surely Gilbert and Sullivan weren't the first people to think of that statement. You think not. No. But where are they off to? And they're kind of going, they're walking down. You have to, Except for Inky. That's quite impressive, though, because I can't whistle. So for me, that was really. I, I gave the wrong, if I start a little bit lower. See, the, the first one you did sounded more like the girls doing it. Well, I'm, 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 I'm a boy, so... I know you are, but it was girls doing it in the I film, couldn't so get that. I couldn't cute. jump the fifth or whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah. Ellie, do you have any context on this? Uh, um, no, but I'm just looking at the fact that Let the Punishment Fit the Crime is from the Mikado. Shut up. Well, it's from the Mikado, but was it the first instance of that coming out? I've typed in Let the Punishment Fit the Crime into Google, and the first result is the Mikado. Wow. I, I think so. That's a hot take. Um, and so... What happens there is that with that tune is the Colonel Bogey March, where uh, two prisoners of war are being sort of put into their into their prison, so to speak. And so it was quite fitting. But like everybody's on this this walk, and um, finally, like this is like some sort of Hunger Games nonsense. I thought they would be tied to a rock, and the one who survives gets to come back. <laughs> the one who the bears don't eat, you can come back. But then they walk, and they're walking forever. And then Miss Inch goes, that's enough of this nonsense. Go back to your activities. They've been following them for at least a mile at this point. <laughs> like, they have walked forever. 
We have had a dissolve. Yeah. They've been walking for so long. Um, the name Missinge has nothing to do with how long she wants them to walk, I'm realizing. No. Nah. And so, I mean, some of the kids are sneaking up. They're like marching with like a whistle going on the whole way. Like, it really is like this public embarrassment. And then she's like, oh, kids, don't be, don't be, don't make fun of them. Like, you're parading them for a yeah, while. This you is have, clearly. You have no moral authority. This here. is one step away from being a public educ- uh, execution. And so they're in the same tent as earlier. It felt like they get put in this tent, but I was like, this feels like it's just Sharon's tent from earlier in the film. Can, can we just address the fact that that is not, and none of any of them, are they are not tents? <laughs> yeah. It's not a tent. That is a cabin. That was a cabin. Yeah, it might be canvasy, but yeah, no. No, I agree with you. I slept in a tent all bloody summer for seven weeks. (laughs) That is not a tent. (laughs) Um, and so uh, there's four weeks left in camp, and they have to spend them together. And uh, then we cut to a scene of them in the shower. And the girls are sort of having a conversation about how much they hate the situation they're in, and they're lathering up their hair. Now, Ellie, you famously said you did not like the shower scene in Almost Famous. It made you feel uncomfortable. How was this one for you? I don't even remember a shower scene. In this movie? I can answer. It made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Really? I was, part of me was like, (sighs) oh, wait, no, the two of them weren't in the same shower, were they? There's three girls all like sharing. That was kind of weird, but yeah. Three girls yeah. Are sharing the same, sharing the same shower head. Stood were two, very, were two of them very the, close together. Yeah, no. were two of them the twins, or am I just like, no, no, no? Two of them. It was like I think it was Susan and her two friends. Oh, oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought we were saying that there was like another one where it's like the no. twins because they were like arguing. I was like, mm-hmm. but this was like it was weird. Time. I mean, I remember uh, I was in the '80s and we still had like showers in middle school, and the boys were supposed to shower after after PE. And it was like one like giant open shower. Like you wouldn't, there's no way you could do this today, I don't think. I mean, mm. when we went swimming, when we were in high school, the girls were all expected to change in the same, was this in primary school? I can't remember. We're all expected to change in the same like changing area. That still exists. That's, yeah. But as that, far as but, like yeah, actually fully sh- get yeah. fully naked and like bathe yourself in front of other people. Yeah, that, that, that was weird. Yeah. Um, and so then we go back to the tent, and Susan's hanging pictures of attractive boys, and the wind starts taking them. And she's got, like, glossy photographs. Like, I think this is just Walt Disney saying, here's some pictures of some guys who auditioned for the last film. Put them up on the wall. Um, <laughs> Sharon helps her figure out how to tighten the drapes, and the wind dies immediately. Uh, she doesn't know who Ricky <laughs> Nelson is. And then there's oh, another... So that when she's like, is that your boyfriend? <laughs> no, nah, it's Ricky Nelson. You don't know who he is? And then she goes, who's that? And she resp- and this is where Susan goes, that's my dad. Isn't he dreamy? I'm like, that's now, so that weird. I found uncomfortable. And then she's like, oh, he's so attractive. Well, like, the, I think the, the other girl can, can, that's fine, I think. I mean, it's okay, but like, the, in the one who doesn't know it's her dad. Like, the one who doesn't yeah. know it's yeah. her dad, yeah. But, um, and this is where we find out that Pasha has never met her father. And, no. and they discover they have the same birthday. And at this point, the penny drops for Sharon. I judge Susan for not getting here quicker. <laughs> does it even dro- I don't think it drops for Sharon until a little bit later either. Oh, I think it? she does. I she think she gets there. Yeah. It, oh, how yeah. peculiar. Like, but, how thick are you? Well, And then they walk outside. And anybody catch up what the name of the cabin was? Serendipity. Serendipity. Yeah. Serendipity means to make a discovery by accident. 
And yeah. you would have known that if you all voted for serendipity in the Valentine's Day poll, Indeed. judge all of on, you. on best film ever. Or Let's make we sure just we knew establish what serendipity meant. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> um, I've never seen serendipity, and yet I, I, I knew that. I went, oh, you're an English teacher. Exactly. <laughs> I knew this before I was an English. So they sit you down and go, "You're going to teach English. Here's the five words you gotta know." Oh, no, I like, haven't seen Serendipity, and I'm not an English teacher yet, hopefully. Um, and I knew what Serendipity meant. Hopefully, so. ho- Everybody knew what Serendipity meant. Ho- Hooray, well done for our vocab. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you're never going to be an English teacher. Is that what you said? No. I'm, I'm not, not an not English a- teacher yet, hopefully. Hope, but uh, the, the incentuation <laughs> was hopefully yet will change, and I will be someday. Okay, there we are. You want to be an English teacher? Tell me what serendipity means. This conversation has been very serendipitous. Um, so Sharon <laughs> believes there's something in this and susan goes i just think it's one of those things where someone with the same face is like if, if you didn't have the same face it's one of those things you know what i mean if you didn't have the idea that one of you never met the father one of you never met the mother that's just one of those things if you have the same birthday that's just one of those things you put all three of these things together and i'm sorry it's time to base that's not just and one you of those look things the same. that's that's three of those things yeah you've got the same face and you sound the same yep and the same metabolism they must have been eating the same diet all this time pretty much <laughs> It's like one showed up, you know, 15 pounds heavier than the other. No. No. That would be difficult to be to film, to be fair. <laughs> it, it, it would kind of ruin the third act of the film. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, wow, you lost so much weight over the summer. Yeah. Or you can't tell us apart. I, I actually kind of can. <laughs> um, Susan shows the picture of her mother to Sharon and... Sorry, Sharon shows the picture of her mother to Susan, who recognizes it as a picture she saw once on her father's desk. Thank God it's the same picture. Exactly the same picture. And now they're on the same page. And Susan refuses to eat, which is the first time all movie she's refused to eat. And she cries instead. And they hug. And this is where you start to see them side by side. And I'm going, the split screen work is really rather good in Mm. this film. Yeah. And they go for an ice cream talk. And so the, the the not eating didn't last very long, and the, we find out that the parents uh, split. They took a kid each, and the kids believe that the the parents are still in love with each other. And I think it's Sharon who goes, "That's how true love creates its splendid agony." And I'm like, "Which fourteen year old talks like not even fourteen yet? Which thirteen year old talks like this?" You have never been on Tumblr in 2013. Well, okay, but <laughs> 1961. <laughs> Oh, uh, so Susan has an idea. They should switch places. And Sharon goes a step further and believes that fate has brought them together and that this move will bring the parents back together. But in order for this to work, someone's got to have a haircut. And Susan, God bless her, is much better than most lockdown barbers who had YouTube tutorial videos to help them out. Because <laughs> she nails her own haircut on someone else. Um. There's more planning. Fun if she literally nailed her hair to suit Sharon's head. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Once they cut their hair, I'm like, I especially when they're dressed in like the, the camp costumes, I can't tell who's who anymore. Only by what they're saying. Only when they really start to exaggerate the accents and or 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 some dialogue. So we find out it's not it's it's not can't but can't. And we go. You you we've, had this, we've had this conversation when you were trying to do an English accent. Yes, I fully acknowledge this exact conversation. I fully acknowledge exactly. <laughs> um, and they go. Well, where should we get them together? We'll bring her to L.A. because Boston's no place to rekindle a romance. I think Boston's got quite a nice uh, 
I, I, it seems quite nice. Now, probably it's help by the fact that they're shooting the movie in California, but, you know, we go, well, let's just stay here. So we go back in Boston, and this is where Susan is pretending to be Sharon. Uh, wait till your grandmother sees what you've done. And everyone's like, Grandma's going to hate this. Grandma's going to hate this. And Grandma comes out, and Grandma's got short hair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, don't they have the same hairstyle? And there's a touching moment between Susan and the grandfather she's never met. That was so sweet. That was sweet. And she goes, what are you doing? I'm making a memory. You smell like tobacco and peppermint. And I really like Grandpa for what his role is in this film. Oh, I I loved him. Yeah. Especially later on. You say a touching moment, but that's a bit weird, isn't it? (laughs) No, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. There's nothing untoward. She's just trying to capture the olfactory sense and I smell. Know, but it's, it's a bit strange. I mean, we all I have... right with her sniffing, like smelling him to like get that memory. But it was because she was kind of going. It's not like she's got sm- tobacco. Eh? Yeah, it's not it's, like she gave him a big long no. hug and just went. As someone who's as someone who's purposely done a sniff on stage to try and come off as creepy, it's not like she went. <laughs> it's not like she went. That's the stuff. It's not like she did that. You know what I mean? It was just. What are you doing? I I understand why because we all have like certain smell memories of parents, grandparents, the houses. I have a chest behind me that I sniff every so often because it smells like my old grandparents' house back in New Zealand, and I'm like, I'm home. But you you would go up to it like and sniff it, and also the chest isn't a person. Yes, but the audience needs to have this information in about thirty seconds, and not in like (laughs) it's a much longer. I found it weird. Because I didn't. It okay. sounded like my do- no, because it sounded like Pippin underneath the door when he's trying to get in through the door. <laughs> oh, okay. He's got his nose underneath, and he's going. <laughs> um, or like um, Max in Tangled when he's being a dog as well, like sniffing his, being a blood. Nice cow. horse impression. Thank you. Yes, I was in a Maximus <laughs> thing. Uh, Susan meets her mother then, and she cries, and it's another nice moment. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and then she meets grandmother and grandma's like are you a boy or a girl and i'm like that, you can't say that anymore nope. no you can't do that what's the, you what ask the question or or yeah like uh, like say that line no to be, to be fair she suggests that she should just decide either one and not that <laughs> yeah, being so the other one was wrong she's okay. kind of ahead of the curve on that one <laughs> i mean but she is subscribing to a clearly right. binary world but she's at least yeah, saying like, choose which one you one. want yeah. She's getting it. She's getting it. Yeah, quite a modern grandma for 1961. Really. And this is where they go, what do we need? Let's have lots of dramatic irony here. Some mother says, you're staring at me like you've never seen me before. And she goes, did you miss me? At which point Susan goes, you'll never know. And I'm like, as the audience, we know. <laughs> we know more than the characters do. That's enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, and this is where the trap begins, and she wants advice on because mother's going to go to some oh, ball. No. You've you've got another bit of oh, go ahead. dramatic irony that you missed as well. She said, "I'm happy that you're you, and I'm happy that you're you, but she's not." No, she's not. Yep, she's not you. She's someone else. But she's sort of you in the sense it's the same actress. The trap begins, and she want mother's going to go off to some ball thing. And mother sort of came off a little bit like the mum from Mary Poppins in this bit, where she's like, "All right, you're home. I'm off to go do my important work." And then she the goes, Red "Cross, yeah, oh, Red Cross." And then she goes, "Well, that's fine. I just wanted to know how long do I need to wait before I marry Stafford?" And now mum cancels all her appointments <laughs> because for some reason, this teenage girl in a house in Boston in a world without internet and where telephone communication, as we saw, is not exactly easy, might just run away and get married by the time you get back from your Red Cross appointment. Yeah, definitely. 
Absolutely, that's exactly what, what, what this was, and not just a plot point in the film. And she goes, you know what my daughter needs? She needs a picnic, and not just anywhere. We need to have a picnic right in front of a cinema screen. Yeah! That was weird. This was like oh. this scene when I was going, oh, you've this been doing is, so You were doing so well, well until this point. You were like, doing like, so like, well. Like you're in California. Could you not find something that you could use? Yeah. I just love it, because there was a split second that I was writing notes, and I looked up, so like, that's funny. And then I look back down one. Wait, no, they didn't. And she's it's so hokey. And she's finding all this information about her dad. So what was it like when you first met father? Where did you go for a date? Martinelli's. What was the song? She claims to have forgotten, but then sings it. Which is nice. The idea about a repressed memory, I guess. And she claims, like I said, she forgot. I'm just writing my notes. I wish I could forget this green screen happened. <laughs> and then they go walking, but like they're clearly walking yeah. in place. As the screen so moves, funny. I'll say this. Maureen O'Hara is good. Like, I believe she's moving. And whenever they cut to, what was the girl's name? Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Like, Haley Mills, it's clear she's just, like, walking in place. She's, like, just she's, moving yeah. her shoulders. She's just shifting her weight. Like, it's not nearly as good. Like a penguin waddling. I think, again, for the time, it's not that bad. But also, they did manage to film all of the outdoor camp scenes in an actual outdoor setting so yeah. why couldn't they have just used an actual park like it's not difficult but right you could obviously there's lakes and ponds they had access to just shoot on a, a, the other side of it make it look uh, i don't think it was that difficult of a thing to do and i'm going please tell me we're going to california now and we did so um sharon meets her father and almost ruins it several times over her accent yep. is run away and then she's like, oh, well, she told me that, and it just trails off like, oh, oops. She Who's she? Mad, uh, she? I, oh, uh, oh, bother. You meant oh, to uh, I mean, I, um. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't drop the accent except for when she's challenged on it. There's another green screen, but I think it's more forgivable when it's in a car. Yeah, yeah more forgivable. But because, it's bad. It's because, it, because it's actually dangerous and difficult to shoot people acting in a driving car. You either have to move yeah. them around with the car in front of them, sort of, you know, they're hitched up to, or something. So it's kind of an expected trope, especially at this time frame, that you're going to go ahead and you're going to shoot this with some sort of a screen behind you. And it wasn't, was it James. Trading Places that was the really bad car green screen? It wasn't as bad as that. It wasn't as bad. Well, it's, the footage is better. But in trading places, the window is much smaller at the back. Whereas I think Dad's yeah. got—is this—is this a convertible? I think it's a convertible. I think. Yeah. I, to be I, fair, I didn't notice it on this scene, but I think that's oh. because I was so taken aback by how bad it was in the park scene that I was just forgiving <laughs> everything else. Okay. There uh, was some old James Bond film that did the same thing, and he'd turn the steering wheel, and then two seconds later, yeah. the green screen would turn, and I was like, "It's not <laughs> that bad, so I'll forgive it." Yeah. Um. And so I'm at this point. I'm hoping all these spoiled rich girls get exactly everything they want. because uh, be so nice? they've had it so hard growing up. I know. Uh, I mean, I'm not, not so whatever. I mean, I think you know if these two, if the parents are together. I mean, that's a, that's a, a thing we're designed to want to have happen. That's a storyline we're designed to want to have happen, isn't it? Oh yeah. 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 Um, and she goes to home, and then I seem, I think she's asked by. I think it's it's her dad. It could be the maid who goes. There's a change in you. It's the maid. Okay. And I always, there's a danger in telling a 13-year-old girl there's a change in you. I think you're setting up for a different punchline there. Um, <laughs> maybe a change happened over the summer. We find out the dog, Andromeda, great name for a dog. Great name for a dog. Doesn't recognize her. 
Uh, but then we have a different California girl, and Dad has a girlfriend, and he's really lazy about it. Like, Sharon just overlooks the balcony. He's, like, got his arm around her, and they're walking. Like, if you're going to introduce someone to your kid for the first time, this is not a good way to do it. Nope. No. No. Uh, and this is where the maid, who I forget what her actual name is. Is it Verbena? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just called her Ribena the whole time because it just seemed to make <laughs> more so sense. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who did that. No, so, so, so Ribena, and she was great for saying things like, it's none of my business, I don't have anything to say. But if he wants to make an idiot of himself, that's him. his opinion. And basically, you, you just have to wait for her to do her one disclaimer, and then she's going to tell you what she really thinks. I loved her. I thought she was great. Yeah, she's really good. It's funny because we all know someone like that. Like, yep. There's always these people in life that just can't help but gossip. And it's not even the fact like if they were gossips, that'd be fine. But it's like they try to present themselves as not gossips. Mm. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to talk and they look around and go. But I heard that. <laughs> um, and so, um. We find out that this new girlfriend is too young, but she's good at landing him. And this is Vicky. And Bribina says to, before this, Bribina says to, to, to Sharon, you're practically a woman. And I was going, well, practically. This, this could be that same joke earlier, you know, mm. what happened over the summer. Um, and so I have a piece of information about Vicky. I don't know if you have it or not, Ellie. I don't know what it is, so... There's a couple of pieces of, of trivia. Okay, so if you... Uh, Vicky is the only... The woman who plays Vicky is the only actor or actress to appear in both Parent Trap films, both in oh, 1961 yeah. and the 1998. Moreover, um, there is an age gap, obviously, between the father and Vicky, the actress, who played so the actor I and the actress. I've done the age game. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what the age gap is. I'm just saying there is one. Okay. Right, and Haley Mills's character kind of goes, "Oh, it's it, it's gross, it's revolting," which happens later. Haley Mills would end up marrying someone thirty four years older than herself at one point in her life. Wow! Yeah, so just an interesting. Uh, How very Hollywood. <laughs> so, uh, and this is where we find out that uh, Vicky, whose name is Miss Rollins, Miss Rawlings, Miss Robinson. Sorry, Miss Robinson. She wants to tell Sharon a secret something that her father cannot know. Can you can you keep a secret? She's trying to bond. I want to tell you something that your father just cannot find out. And this is where like Sharon's just like I, I didn't know where this like difficult side of her came from because we didn't see any side of us at any point ever in, but previously to this. But just we tell each other any everything so that we have no secrets. Just well, I just wanted to say that. I think your father's very special. And I'm going, why wouldn't you want the father to know this? Why is this the secret something that your father cannot know? I think that's a pretty good thing to find. Now, granted, she's not being literal. She's, she's trying to do this fake bonding thing. I but, think, yeah, I think she's trying to do that thing like, I really like your father, and I really like you. And blah, this is blah, just blah. between us girls. Tee hee 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 hee. We've bonded. Uh, but there is a great thing about, yo, father's always bringing girls around. Oh, why would that bother me? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's great. Um, and so then there's a 3 a.m. phone call and Susan instructs Sharon to bust up Vicky and her father. And cause Susan's not giving mother up after just one day. So Sharon's going to have to do some legwork here because I've only had one day and that's not enough. And then a strange place to have the conversation about this girl who's going to be your new stepmother is let's take the little girl golfing. 
which I'd have been okay with if she was playing, but she clearly wasn't. She's just walking with dad while dad golfs. Just, I don't, I, I, I thought it was weird. Anybody else? It was just weird. It was strange. It was like, it was I got two things. That scene. I got two things I got to do tomorrow. I got to go golfing and I got to have this conversation. <laughs> I know what I can do. I'll do you'd both. Give her a little, you'd at least give her a little like putting, putting tea, wouldn't you? Just to like have a, have a bit of a go with if you at least Let her drive the cart. That. You could yeah, have yeah. you could have some shenanigans where like she's better or worse at golf than she usually is, and she's like, "Huh, your your aim's off this time." Or he goes, "You know what? I've been thinking I like Vicky a lot," and he could go to line up his big drive for his big shot, and she could go, "Yeah, if you don't mind children," and he could like screw up and like be caught by yeah. surprise during a swing and hit the ball into the woods. But like she hits it way too hard, and it like pings somewhere. <laughs> I want, go- I want golfing like shenanigans. Happy Gilmore friends. parent trap. Um, yeah. And so dad wants to explain, sorry, doesn't want to explain information about a father. What do I mean by this? Um, they have the conversation about womanhood. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so dad's trying to have a decent conversation. Oh, this is it. And he's trying to go, as a dad, it's really hard to have this conversation. And she kind of makes it seem like she doesn't know about the birds and the bees. And then that's what he, so this is the, she wants to know about his previous love life with, with mother, but he's thinks he's got to do the sex talk and then finds out I've known all about that stuff for ages. And she goes, when a girl gets to a certain age, that's when she really misses her father. And I think dad thinks she's talking about her period here. Am I wrong? (laughs) Her mother, but yeah. Yeah, am I wrong in this? Like, I think she's no, going no, like... That's what, that's what it sounds like. There's a, there's a place in time when you need to have this conversation. I'm like, if I'm dad, I'm going, probably is the right time for someone who's not me to have this conversation. with. Where's Ribena? Of course. <laughs> she's probably, you know, also tagging along, making him beverages. And this is where we get the, the quick little shot of Mrs. Miss Robinson and her mother. And uh, there's the and this is where we need to go. We need to establish she's a villain in 30 seconds. So they have their evil, their evil thing there. And Vicky says, there's a little beast now. And we'll just smile. Think of California and that wonderful property law. And I'm going, no, here's not to you, Mrs. Robinson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and she goes, first. It's ironic because the whole song of Mrs. Robinson is about an older woman. Yes, it was. Older older woman. Woman. I think you're trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, first change, she says, I'm making that house. Off she goes to a boarding school in Switzerland. Are the Swiss known nice. for their excellent boarding yeah. schools, or is it just the farthest place you could think of? It's always it's like a the running theme. Place. It's always a running theme. Like, we'll take you to a Swiss boarding school or like yeah. a boarding school in the Alps. Like, so maybe they are really good. I don't know. Maybe. And so dad hasn't had this chat yet. It's not going right. So he wants to have it again. So he waits now until they're riding horses. Now I'm going to call a little bit of BS that a Boston girl knew how to ride a horse this well on her first attempt. Unless she's had some sort of horse riding lessons. Cause she's that. Posh, we needed to but... see a horse at the camp to justify yeah. this. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And go, you need to know how to ride this. Cause I have a horse. I ride him every day. You need to know how to do this when you get home. Yeah. Cause in Boston, she's not going to have a horse. No. Um, and so they still won't have a talk because Sharon keeps riding off. And then Ribena has a moment. She's talking <laughs> she's, to her. She's just calling her Ribena. I am. And Ribena goes, there's something different about you. It's almost as if you're, and then Sharon goes, you mean Sharon? And she goes, oh, 
What? So how long have they had this maid? I mean, the how does the maid her, know about so this? The mum knew her. I think they've had the yeah. maid for, since. I'm moving to California and I'm getting the maid and the divorce. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got they split their daughters. Is it really that hard to believe that they might split their health? <laughs> Sorry, well? Ibina, you've been. <laughs> You're an indentured servant. You have to come. You don't get a say in this. We're moving to California, and you're coming with. Um, and goes, where did you hear about Sh- about Susan or Sharon? And we find the information. She comes clean, and then she starts playing piano. And Dad wants to talk to her again. She goes, "We well, can't play piano at the same time." She goes, "Fine." She's playing this lovely concerto kind of thing. And then Dad goes, where did you learn how to play piano? At which point, Sharon thinks this is the time to act like I've forgotten how to. I'll play Chopsticks. Because the song I was playing is the same difficulty as Chopsticks. But Dad, to his credit, doesn't pick up on it. Nope. He goes, what would you think about making Vicky a part of the family? Love this scene. I've always wanted to have a sister. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, no. As in, I want to marry her. She goes, you're an old man. She's practically a child. It's revolting. And I was like, is Vicky really that young? And I kind of went back and forth on this. I think she is. I just think they didn't know how to costume a woman at that time. It's the hair. Is it the hair? It's the hair. It looks great. Because she looks a yeah. lot older until they get in tight on her face. And you're like, no, no, I think she is actually quite younger. It's the, the hair makes her look like she's got gray hair in some shots. So she, she it just automatically ages her up. She well, we'll looks find older out than the mum. She looks older than the mum because she's got like nice, vi- vibrant, bright hair. And yeah. Vicky's just like. She looks older than the mum because the mum looks fucking fabulous. Yeah. She does. Uh, Vicky and Sharon. Uh, so Vicky decides she's another moment. And she says, I just want to talk to you because I know your dad's trying to talk to you, but you know, men have a terrible way of putting things. And this is proof that Vicky has not listened to our podcast. <laughs> um, unless i listened to one division wonder vision after the final episode and note that ian was wrong about tony Stark. we're not we're not we're not we're not crossing the streams here we're just walking through <laughs> on this and so um the streams. sharon understands how her father could find her appealing i understand basically she kind of just objectifies vicky yep yeah i understand how you'd be a bit of fun for my dad <laughs> i get it <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to boston and sharon has sent susan a telegram and they all this really uber controlling family respect her right to read the telegram by herself and then take it from her yeah what does this mean <laughs> alexander graham 3 a.m and i'm going you Clearly, are, the three i am three i am hmm. you sure it's three i am i thought so I thought there was an I, I am in there. To no, it's three. the AM. Oh, is it? Oh. I, and so, like, she basically, who doesn't know this is Alexander Graham Bell? Who doesn't get this? And it just happens that Grandpa happens to be up at 3 AM. Obviously. And the girls are incapable of whispering on the phone. <laughs> she, Susan yells so yeah. loud on this phone. She's yeah. an idiot. Yeah. And Grandpa overhears and confronts her. And this is when Susan went clean. And she was says um, to her, I think it's to her mother. She goes, because uh, eventually it comes clean to everybody. And goes, I was wondering if you could love me as me and not as Sharon. And the mother guilts Susan and goes, why couldn't you tell me? And I'm going, hold the f***ing phone. Why couldn't the mother f***ing not tell her that she had a sister or was in her life? Or like these girls have been lied to their entire lives. And now mother's like, why couldn't you trust me with this? 
<laughs> I I do enjoy how I think it's it's Susan there who opens the conversation with, I think it's frankly quite despicable how you've tra- treated those <laughs> yep. two girls or whatever it was. I was like, yes, you you shut them down. And speaking of shutting them down, Grandpa gets Grandma out of the room and basically goes, nope, this is yep. their, but I'm a grandmother and you'll have your chance. But right now this is for them. For once I'm putting my foot down, yes. let them alone. And so we get... The idea that we were we each took one and we thought it was the best idea. And Susan goes, his and hers. It makes me feel like a bathroom towel. <laughs> Excellent line. And we get the idea that it's going to be a six-month split is going to be how it's going to be. Well, the dad will have you both for six months, and then I'll have you both for six months. And Grandpa decides he's going to play matchmaker. And he says to his daughter, he goes, i got to give you credit. Shows real strength of character not to go with the new trends of clothes. I love this. It's so funny. Or or or, or with your hairstyle. You are what you are. And um this cause mom's packing her bag to go to to, to California the next day. And goes, You're you're a woman who accepts the coming of age of grace and dignity. You know what grandpa is? What's that? Wrong. <laughs> Why is that? She looks so much better before. She does look so much better before she has the makeover. I, I, really I have it in my notes. Her, like brown yeah i thought um, she looked great kind of shirt dress thing and her hair as it was and then she'd got that ridiculous hair i guess the deal has happened. to be that she has to look modern and different than he remembered yeah, her she uh, looked crap no i i, I have really it down nice on my notes i'm like she looked better before yeah. um but this accepting of age of grace and dignity this sets this sets maureen o'hara off and he goes on second thought that dress seemed perfect for you keep it on and so she's like that's it um and we keep hearing there's a noon plane there's a noon plane there's a noon plane in comes susan and goes how would you feel if we went i don't know to new york for a few days to do it oh i don't know just a little bit of shopping and i'm like i thought time was supposed to be of the essence here and now you're just doing a random stop in new york like a flight from boston to new york is like an hour for a few days to go shopping and i'm like how does this airline company work is it you get on the go where do you want to go folks oh we're gonna go to new york because we know it's a noon plane that's been said like four times i think the airline company works in the sense that when rich people want to buy a ticket to somewhere they can discard it and buy another one (laughs) it's so dumb yeah it's so well then they didn't have to be married to this noon plane yeah it was just the plane the time (sighs) that had been booked wasn't it see at first i thought it was I thought they just owned the plane and it was like a private plane. No, no, no. no. They're not not that rich. rich. They're not that rich. Uh, Especially in the 60s. Like, no one's got a private plane in the 60s. Um, So, back we go to California and there's big reunions. Mother's had a makeover and like we've all said, I liked her better before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mother finds out that father's getting remarried and goes, well, I better get unpacked. And I'm like, is dad not going to write to like... She's just like, I'm I'm coming in. (laughs) No, she doesn't even tell him. Is she, this, she just straight up turns up. From a legal perspective, is this breaking and entering? It feels like it's breaking and entering. It's you almost like it's squatting. The child that lives there. But the child can't be held accountable for this. The child can't be held accountable. So it's got to be breaking and entering. I think the mother's more squatting, if anything, because she literally just rocks up. It's like, cool, I'm going to no, unpack Squatting, Squatting is if the house is left deserted, though. I can't just go over to my neighbor's house, let myself in and say, no, no, I'm not breaking in. I'm squatting. <laughs> <laughs> Claiming squatter's rights yeah, I squatter's rights because I squatter's rights because Tesco. Well, yeah, he, he, like that's just in the front garden. It's all he's doing. <laughs> huh. And so um, there is a terrible edit somewhere in here 
where I think Susan is um, talking to her dad and there's a lazy, it's a terrible cut. They're in the kitchen because he's telling her off for sulking because Sharon had been doing that last two days. She'd been giving him the quiet treatment. And then in comes Vicky, Mrs. Robinson, and the vicar. And the vicar's name, I've lost it. Oh, no. Dr. Something. I thought the vicar was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so he's so horny. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he is a hedonist. He's like, I like the way the ladies look. I'd like lots of alcohol, please. <laughs> um, and so meanwhile, uh, Dad. Dr. Mosby. Dr. Mosby, I should remember that. Uh, he goes upstairs. Dad goes upstairs and runs into Sharon, who he doesn't realize has changed. Mother has been in the shower, because that's what you do when you're in someone's house who doesn't know you're there. Yeah. And Especially when the shower's got two doors that you can't lock from the inside. If I may, I've got in my notes here, this bathroom setup is asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, You've got a communal bathroom with a door that goes to dad's room and a door that goes to the daughter's room. And like it seems that they're both unlocked at all times. Yep. Yeah, that's just asking for trouble. Here's that weird moment where like, he sees the bra and he's like, is this yours, daughter? Because that obviously makes sense. But then we get several scenes later on where the mom definitely isn't wearing a bra with the dresses she's wearing. Well, so but, I don't know where the bra went. And this isn't like, I'm sorry, but this isn't like a training bra. This is like a woman's bra. Yeah, it's like a straight yeah. up one. Like it's a, I don't know if it's the 60s. I don't know what the 60s kind of hosiery environment was this does not strike me as a super appealing bra it's just it's just a well it's just a bra for an adult size chest yeah yes yeah uh and so at this point i don't know what happened at what point did mother decide she really wanted to remarry dad i don't know that she did yet i think she just doesn't i think she just wants to mess with vicky mm-hmm. but why like because she knows she's just trying to get him for the money. Does she? I think um, so. And because the daughters don't like her? I guess. Um, it's weird because whenever she, I guess this is like a bit later on, but whenever she does like the waves, it's very flirty and like almost like she's missed him. Yeah, that's exactly how I got That's exactly how I read it. Yeah. So we go outside and now father sees mother with her nice makeover. I said the word nice. Because what the she's movie in a dressing the, gown. the movie wants me. Oh right, she's in the dressing gown at this she's point. In his robe. Dressing gown, yeah. And he spills his drink all over himself, and like everybody else is like oblivious. Also, she intentionally chose to meet him in that dressing gown, right? She wasn't caught yeah. short. She no, just no, no. Went down in it. So why did she need to spend two days shopping in New York so that she looked appropriate? You know what? All the these all wore. these dresses can stay robe. <laughs> um, and father then falls in the lake and needs another shower. And there's some terrible, obvious dubbing on his dialogue. Because obviously you can't mic him up and have him fall in the lake. But the dubbing is atrocious. Ellie. Before he falls in the lake, he falls over some chairs in the in the living room. And um, Brian Keith actually fell so hard over these chairs that he cracked a rib and carried on with the shot. <laughs> so before there was Leo smashing his hand on a glass, we had Dad in the parent trap. Oh, that's almost up there with Vigo Mortensen breaking his toe, kicking a helmet in Lord of the Rings. Yep, it's up there. Um, and so um, then we get the big reveal, and there's an instant attraction between the two, and then they start fighting, and then the daughters go, surprise! <laughs> and they go, you're not mad, aren't you? Are you daddy? And I'm like, 
no, no, girls, you're the ones who should be mad. This is your chance. You've got them both together. Read them the bloody riot act. Because it's different to split them up. They have gaslit their own children into thinking they were only children, like like, like an only child, and that they don't have a yeah. sibling who exists and a parent who exists and loves them, and they have lied to them their entire life about who they are. It's traumatic. Yeah. And we're supposed to go, Daddy, you're not mad at us. I'm like, no, we haven't dealt with the real issue here. <laughs> I don't know. And um, this is where the one girl goes, I'm quite grown up, thank you, and I'm quite without a father. And then one goes, and I'm quite without a mother. And meanwhile, Dad's just terrified Vicky's going to catch Mom, Maggie, in his robe. Yep. And yet he's not whispering. Like, you can see why the girls yell everything on the phone, because Dad's yelling everything here. <laughs> what is she going to do if she finds you in here in my robe? It's right in front of, like, the window yeah. pane thing as well. Where they've just watched you walk into after falling yeah. into the lake. This was not a good film for subtlety. No. And then, and I'm sorry, we got to talk about this. She punches him in the face. Yep. Yeah. And we're told this is a joke. But also it comes across later that he... He let her punch her all, punch him all the time. Well, yeah. let her. Why do you have to get so physical? You yeah. always end up belting. Him. Yeah, like that's. Can it be domestic violence if you've separated? Yes. If you're divorced, is it still domestic? Yeah. I, I think. I think. It I, think has to be. I think it's just violence at this point, isn't it? <laughs> domestic <laughs> violence is between anyone that you know. It doesn't have to oh, be. A it? Rela- it doesn't have to be a marital relationship. Yeah, domestic yeah. violence, like um, child parent-to-child violence, is domestic violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's parent-to-child. But I mean, like, if you're if you see an ex and you punch them in the face, that's not domestic violence. That's just violence. I think it is. I think it still is domestic. All point. right, I don't know. And she goes, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean it." What do you mean you didn't mean it? You just like punched him. Like that's punched how punched him to the face for the, <sighs> the rest of the film. Yeah. Half of his face is red. And, and we're told it's a joke. And I get the time I get the times have changed. I do. But I think this is stupid. Yeah. Especially if one of your big points near the end is that the other woman is also a domestic abuser. Yeah, that is their big push, isn't it? Literally. <laughs> so um he goes, why did you get so physical? She goes, it can't be that bad. He goes, you always keep belting me. I'm like, and I thought for a minute he was playing up for a bit and it was going to be like a tee hee hee, I'm fine. But no, he yeah. wasn't. He was legit the whole time. Yeah. So we get, there's like established. Flinches, yeah, like, there's, there's established. Because I thought he's going to be like, oh no, you've hit me. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, I'm just, give me, give me a kiss. I thought it was going to be, and then when it wasn't, I'm like, oh, sweet so all of this is legit. In which case, this, like, oh, it's not Irish temper. I don't, it's not Irish temper. It's your violent. Yep. And then the priest is quite creepy because he obviously has the hots for for, for Maggie, big time. Yep. So massively. And then Vicky is angry, and I can't blame Vicky for this. This feels a bit out of line. You show up, here's the ex-spouse. They're a bit flirty. Everyone's saying how great she is. <laughs> and he tries to get Dr. Mosby out of the thing. He goes, oh, no, no, I'm enjoying this immensely. <laughs> Insert mother. Um, And so... I think they call um, Maggie matronly, and she says to Vicky back, oh, you are a sweet child. (laughs) 
And this is where we find out mother prefers elopements because they're so much more romantic. And I thought that's what we we're going to end the film with. I thought the film was going to go down that road. We we're going to have an elopement between the two of them, and they were just going to get married again rather than have a big ceremony. I was wrong. <laughs> there are all three sequels, so okay. Well, no, but this this ends with a wedding. <laughs> Oh no, no, that's clearly. I think that's clearly. She dreams at the wedding, and then we see them actually get married. I think it's all. I don't know because the second sequel is called Parent Trap Two. The third one, sorry, the first sequel is called Parent Trap Two. The second one is called Parent Trap Three, and the third one is called Hawaiian Honeymoon. Are they the same characters? Or the Parent Trap Hawaiian Honeymoon? Well, Haley Mills is in them all. Oh, is she really? Okay. How many traps can you lay for your? I mean, that formula's got to get old real quick. I hope by the third one, it's like, guy, you, we're together already. Unless they get divorced at the end of the second one and it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Will they, won't they? In Parent Trap 3, and then Vicky, Divorce Court. And then Vicky leaves, and I don't get why, because she said all of two minutes ago, I won't leave Maggie in the house. And she's like, I'm going. And I'm like, yeah, you just made a big deal about how you weren't going to leave your husband in the situation, and now you're actually storming out and leaving your husband in this situation. Yep. Uh, and then we go to date night, and the kids are trying to recreate their first dinner. Uh, Mitch has a black eye, and the movie tells me this is funny. Ribena says dinner will be on the patio, and that's none of her business. And that, like I said, that was a fun gag to keep coming back to. And then we've got Sharon is playing the piano, and then Susan comes on playing a classical guitar. Now, a classical guitar has nylon strings and should make, it's like Spanish-sounding kind of strum stuff, supposedly (laughs) flamenco-like finger-picking. But somehow this version is electric. Mm, And also she plays it without holding it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't Without have to put your fingers on the, the strings. Oh, they're not? Yeah. <laughs> While bouncing up and down as well. Yeah. Like, this whole thing was a mess. But we get, let's get together, yeah, yeah. And I won't give her props for her for her musicianship. I will give her credits that the two characters sing in different ways. Yeah. That yeah, when she's Sharon, she sings in a different style than when she sings when she's Susan. I thought that was yeah. well done. I was impressed with how well they seemed to interact when they had the two shots together. Because yep. they were interacting pretty well. Yeah. And then they say, come on, join us for dinner. And they go, no, 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 we've eaten already, which is a lot fancier way of saying we couldn't, sh- it would be impossible to shoot this if we sat down at the same table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I thought it was just them, like, having us just the parents can be alone. Oh, it is. But also That's you couldn't, you just yeah. wouldn't, the table was so small, you would not be able to shoot this. And split screen it. It would be impossible. In order for the split screen to work, it has to just be the two of them. So you can do half and half. So um, Maggie points out, she fix it, figures out the reminiscence of the first date. And then it just turns to a dime and the dad goes, well, we'll do a six month split. We can't split them up now. So you'll do six. I'll do six. And now mom's depressed. And I'm like, what? what, what I, huh? I don't, I don't understand this movie. Uh, they fight. Maggie's going to leave in the morning with Sharon. And she wishes um, she wishes the husband all the best of luck with Vicky. And she says, I really mean that. And I don't know what she means and what she doesn't mean at this point in the film. I've not a clue because the next scene she's really like, don't get me wrong, I was cackling when I was watching it because it's hilarious. But she was like talking to Vicky and like telling her all these things. And I was just kind of going, you are manipulative yeah. as Agatha. Like, come on. Uh, the next day, the girls come downstairs and they're dressed alike and they won't say who is who. Uh, so they won't tell until Friday. 
but if but if everyone comes along on the, on the camping trip, we Has will tell you who's who. Been mentioned on front. No, this point? no. I, there's a passing reference to going to camp. I thought they were saying we we are all now going to go on a camping trip. This is our solution, and we're going to not mm-hmm. tell you until the end. Yeah, I I thought it was as if as if Susan and Dad were supposed to be already going on this trip, and they've decided no, we're all going on it now. That's how it came across. So I was kind of going, have they mentioned this? Have I missed something? Yeah. Um, and so um, my move, if I'm mom, is I just grab a girl and say, okay, you. Yeah. <laughs> You're both mine. You both know I'm taking you. Yeah. Deal with it. It's a fifty-fifty chance that we're Sorry? I said, what happened to their accents? Come on. <laughs> and this is assuming that mum actually wants to take just one of them home. I think mum... just pretending. I think mum feels she's been spurned. I think mum feels she's lost okay. and she's running away over tail between her legs a little bit here. Um, but then mum does a bait and switch and somehow gets Vicky on the trip and removes herself from the trip, which is clever because we find out... So catty. We found out earlier she hates the outdoors anyway. And so she yep. sets up Vicky and Vicky's even... You can tell she's even worse, you know, situated to, to be successful here. And uh, it's clever, but it is also dangerous because you're, you're letting your rival be alone with the guy when he might be starting to doubt just a little bit. Um, and then we get on the trip, and Vicky is tired and scared by a tree lizard. Um, I didn't know how Sharon, whichever one she was, was any better with lizards than Vicky was. I don't think Boston has a lot of tree lizards. Did you consider perhaps they got Susan to pick, be the one that picked up the tree lizard then? Uh, they seem to be okay. I don't know. Uh, there's a mountain lion conversation so Vicky will hear and it's this idea that if you hit these two branches two it'll stick together but really I mean outside of being a little bit embarrassing there's not much else to that no except for she's just constantly afraid I guess oh, but it's the those sticks are the final straws aren't they yeah I guess so uh, we go to the lake they say come on in it's not deep at which point you're going where's the other twin oh yeah yeah I was kind of going there were two of you I saw two of you splashing around so deep yeah she goes look i'm standing and at what point do you have to go this girl's clearly out to get me why do you what (laughs) you know what does she have to gain does it sound like she would want me to come join her in the water is that is that line up with anything in our relationship to this point (laughs) no and then vicky won't eat trout and she goes i was tricked into coming and i'm like yep you're not wrong there nope um and so they've they've got her putting sugar water on herself as insect repellent (laughs) um and i don't remember the girls doing that i guess that must have happened off camera and this is just sort of us catching up well i thought she said that she got it from like what was it like an an american indian or something that's what she says that the girls yeah yeah. but we don't actually see the girls lying that's something that just happens behind or it was a cut scene or something uh she goes off to sleep in the tent and she wakes up and it's like at the camp there's string and honey all over this and the bears are licking her and i'm going the girls clearly go too far here right the bears mm, yeah. are so cute. Like, though, yeah, baby bears. But, but where's their mother? Yeah, how, Apart how do the, from fishing with Merida. How do the girls <laughs> know that the baby bear is going to be the one to show up? They don't. Exactly. And I'm like, this is too far. This yeah. is way too far. Either way, like, if she gets eaten or she freaks out like she does, sort of their situation out pretty well. <laughs> but everyone fair, else is really cool have done a well. tent up. Oh. And I think was the like, girls might have opened the tent. Yeah. Just a yeah. couple of bears. Uh, she has a tantrum, gets rid of everything, and then she pushes Mitch. Um, 
And she goes, do you two, sh-? this is a great line, do you two share everything to one of the twins? And she goes, yes, everything. She goes, great, give your sister her share of this and slaps her on the face. And, I, I'm <laughs> and the dad's just like, hey, no, you don't do that. But I, it I'm sounds so, so unconcerned. As, as a viewer, I'm totally cool with the slap. After what's just happened, I'm totally cool with the slap. I mean, I just wouldn't slap a child, but yeah. yeah. They've tried. I mean, I'm kind of cool with the slap, but I'm also kind of cool with dad being like, uh, no, you don't hit my children. No, I, I'm just, they've literally just, they, they've literally could have killed her. Yeah. Literally could have killed her. Yeah, but and nobody's been, taken and it they, that, are they? And they have been, they have broken this woman. Over. I mean, they have been this f- breaking her for two days now. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wake up and they've tried to kill you. To be I don't fair, think they I have think tried might, to kill. I think you might have a different reaction to this than we do because we don't. We've never had the an encounter with bears. We've never had to worry about an encounter with bears. Oh. If I put honey on my feet while I'm out in a tent, the worst thing that's going to get me is some insects and maybe an ant. Okay. If I'd have, but where, the where they are, yeah. where they are, and where you you've lived, yeah, that is a genuine thing. So that we don't have. That no, like if yeah, if, you, if 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 it's a bear, like that's not just going to lick your feet. You know what I mean? Like. Have you seen Have you seen The Revenant? Yes, I <laughs> <Yeah>. have. <But laughs> like, I didn't think Leo was very good at it. <laughs> ouch, to put a blood... Yeah, so that's my thing. I mean, they, they, they go too far, and I felt, as a result, the slap is justified. If it had been more than that, I would have had an issue with it. I'm not prone to slapping children, but I think, given the context of... I'm not prone to, in, you know... <laughs> Probably as well. Well, the, the, the movie has asked me to be on board with attempted murder. No, I, were they trying to kill her? Okay, they weren't trying to kill her. Murder. That's not that. Okay, M- manslaughter, accidental manslaughter, potentially. Potentially, I'll yeah. give you that one. Yeah, I think it would just the way the dad reacts is just so unfazed. Like, hey, no, we don't do that to my kids. <laughs> um, so she storms off. My favorite line is, "Get me out of this stinking fresh air." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i think my biggest issue is there's no cause the dad says there's no cause for that they didn't do anything to you and i'm like bull yeah, yeah. Bull dad um and then the score and the score is a mix of like this perverted like minor key here comes the bride and a little bit of let's get together as she storms yeah. off it was it was well done and then the twins apologize without much warning. And he goes, we're really, really sorry for everything we've done. We feel terrible about... I think that was them going, the audience needs to forgive these two, and they may have crossed a line or five. And he goes, <laughs> oh! Oh, because he's ready to get home. And he goes, that's okay. <laughs> What's she going to do? This is where the film screwed up. Like, you didn't. it didn't have to be bears that came in. It could have been any other woodland creature that still freaked her out but isn't okay. as dangerous ready for this it didn't even have to be a woodland creature she could have woken up her tent could have been there could have been stuff yeah. everywhere and she goes i've had it yeah just like in the scene at the start just like the scene at the yeah. start and yeah. then she can go overreact and then she can slap and now i've got an issue with the slap yeah mm-hmm. and, and and then it works it didn't have to be bears except for they wanted cute little cuddly bears they were yeah. very cute they were cute they were. i'm not saying they weren't <laughs> um and so um then the girls go to bed uh dad's talking to mitch is talking to what's her name again ribena not ribena oh uh vicky Vi- not vicky maggie. maggie oh um we find out that ribena has the night off and she's getting plates down and he's like looking at her doing domestic chores and he's like mm-hmm. hubba hubba 
make me a sandwich. Or in this case, <laughs> they said stew. It's a soup. I think he's looking at more like, oh, she's going to hit me with that plate. So no, he's it. turned on. She's getting the plates down, and he is turned on. She is being domestic. I think it's about her legs, okay? Is it? She's barefoot. She's standing on her tiptoes, and her, like, you know, the calf part of her legs is is out and looks very nice. All right. It's not really ever been. I've never actually gone and gone, nice calves. Other than about your own when you've been for a run, right? I, I do like my calves when I've been for a run. <laughs> you've never appreciated a woman's legs? Not a calf, no. What, it's all about the thigh, is it? Yes. Really? I, I know you want me to have a, a different answer, but yes. <laughs> oh. I mean, if I... Um, I mean, I'm I'm not into women, but if I were, it would be the lower half of the leg I'd be interested in. I really? find the lower half of a leg sexier than an upper half, yeah. Okay. Now, elbows, let's talk about that, because that's a whole other ballgame. Forearms. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I just like nice the strong shoulder. The nape of a neck. I'm very my last duchess about it. It <laughs> was not her husband's presence only that called such a spot of joy into her. The curves of an earlobe. <laughs> um and so uh dinner date part two and he goes upstairs he cleans up he puts on some fashionable clothes he puts on the hi-fi he grabs some wine and does a toast the mother of my children the most beautiful mother they could ever know and he takes off her dishcloth (gasps) scandalous and i'm convinced i'm convinced he made it the second base as he was doing this Mm. i'm convinced there was a boob graze in this I think there was. I mean, she was not wearing much, and it, that top was loose at the top, and oh, I was yeah. kind of going, where's that bra gone? <laughs> it's still upstairs with the shower. I think um, so. He goes, oh, Maggie, you're so beautiful. And, and it's a nice thing on the things he misses, because it does kind of do a snapshot of regular domestic life. I miss wet stockings. I miss my razor being dull because you shaved it on your, you used to shave your legs. I I'm miss your- my co-workers that I fell and tripped in the shower. Yes, I miss <laughs> I miss hairpins mixed in with my fish hooks. In which case, where um, is he fishing, and what is she doing that these things are getting mixed yeah, up? I'm, I'm sorry, but no one misses this shit. This is just weird. I miss you being fake shocked by my swearing. I miss having a closet all to myself. And we need to get together before we end up old and alone. And one of the twins wakes up in bed next to the one says, I had this crazy dream. We were both wearing dresses, and there were people there. And we fade into the wedding, um, and they've got Dr. Mosby doing it, and they got the best venue available to them, which was, we'd like the one with a green screen in it, please. (laughs) (laughs) And then the film instantly ends. Yep. And that's the end. Other than the Bless Our Broken Home. Bless Our Broken Home comes back, which I did like. Yeah, yeah. And so that is that. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was cute. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fun for an old timey movie. I don't reg- yeah. I don't regret seeing it. Uh, I'm, no. I'm quite I'm quite happy to have seen it again. Um, I, I think I saw it once years ago. I definitely saw the first Parent Trap before the second Parent Trap came out. I will be honest. I was expecting something a lot worse than what I was seeing. Like, yeah. I saw. I was expecting really hokey special effects, like not well by the green screen, but like I was really thinking that the side by sides would be terrible. I'm pleasantly surprised like it's not the best thing ever but it was i was surprised i I, I, I had a good time yeah i went into it with low expectations and came out having 
laughed quite a bit and actually got a little bit emotional at one point. So, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, it doesn't do it. It doesn't do anything complicated. It's a very basic story. It's very basic, yeah. But it was it was for what it is. It's done well. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if we needed her mother except for a quick bit of exposition so we know she's the villain. By her mother, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, uh, Miss Miss Vicky's mom. Yeah. Um. So that's really kind of where I sat with that. So I guess it's just we're in the end game now, and we are in the end game now. So I mean, um, here's the usual sort of things. I mean, uh, I, I I know you couldn't find a budget for this, Ellie, but did you have some sort of box office takings for us? No, yeah. So the the um, worldwide box office takings. I'll just tell you rather than you guess because you okay. don't know what the budget was to start with. I still want. Um, I still want to guess. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, it's, I guess twenty something million. Two billion. billion. <laughs> it was twenty nine and a half million. Endgame knocked this off the perch as number one. Yeah. <laughs> twenty one and a half actually for sixty one. That's that's a good chunk. Twenty nine and a half. That's a good chunk of change. Wow. What's is that like converted from no. 1961 to 2021? No, it'll be legitimate money. Ooh. If you look it up, it doesn't tell you the converted. You actually have to go to go do some work for that. Mm. What it lists is the actual dollars it, it takes, and you have to kind of use your head to go, what's that like? If you, so it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a smash hit. And I see why. I see why. It's technically very adventurous. It's a cute story. It's easy to market. It's a simple concept. Destroy redemption, reconciliation. Who doesn't like that? So, uh, we already heard about the awards. It was nominated for, for for two Oscars: one for editing and one for was it sound? Sound, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. which I'm guessing is also tied in with the fact that you've got Haley Mills doing a duet with herself. Yeah, I um, just did the conversion rate um, in today money. That is uh, a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Like just a massive hit. Now keep in mind, cinema houses only had like two screens for the most part. So really, I mean, if once you were in, you could have a nice run. Because what else are they going to show you, right? Show me the one family appropriate kind of film. Um, so I don't have anything from Andrew for Polish for the Parks. I think that kind of goes without saying. I don't think there's much of a parent <laughs> trap section. I think the existence of Disneyland is in itself a parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so role of women in the film. I mean, there's lots of them, but they're there, but they're mostly based around a male. Um You've got grandma is definitely a matriarch, isn't she? So she's yeah. portrayed as a very strong character, like, even if not I in like, a positive light. I like Ribena, even if she is gossipy. Yeah, she's great. The two, the two mother figures both suck. Like, the biological one's abusive to the father. And, Don't like that. And Vicky is Vicky. Um, a gold digger. Yeah. I mean, it's tropey, but I'm okay with it. It's also because the the time it's set, like it, yeah, yeah. And the, I suppose the twins are talented, and yeah. you got you know, the they're they're thick as shit at the they, start when they, they can't work out their yeah. twins. But for their their whole plan and execution of it is pretty good. It's pretty it? good. I mean, you know, um, really, there's only one man of consequence in the whole film. Yeah, really, it's just the dad, the Reverend. I love Doctor. I do love Doctor Mosby. Um, so uh, I think it's a generally a good film for a role. I mean, there is this idea. I mean, the only thing I don't like is it seems to be which one do you want, Dad? Because she folds pretty quickly and makes herself available as an option, and then he's got to make the choice. And we're sticking around waiting for him to make the call. 
both for his daughters and for his potential spouses or respouses, as the case might be. Respouses. Respouse. Um, favorite character? The Reverend. Reverend? <laughs> or Ribena. I liked her too. Yep. Mine uh, is actually the key male in the film, who is, of course, Grandpa. Grandpa. Grandpa's oh, great. I did love Grandpa. Ethan? Yeah. I'm going Grandpa as well. I just, I, I wanted a bit more of him. He was just really sweet and, like, kind of, kind of wussy, but in, like, a very cute way. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the twins here. I will go with... I'm going to go with Dad. I'm going to go with Mitch. I think the script doesn't help him out any. I think he does a good job. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Oh, hang on. Oh. <laughs> Harris is very good, too. I don't know. Both parents. I like them both. Um, favorite. Well, there's only two songs. I'm not really doing that. Favorite moment <laughs> or element? I think it's got, it's got to be the, the split screen effect because it's, it's very, very well done. Absolutely. Completely agree. That and I, her singing a duet with herself was incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm agree. It's the split screen stuff. Like there's there's nothing else that's like amazing about this film, but just from a technical point of view, I'm really impressed. Is that a banana? It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm gonna go with I'm using it as like a pointer to emphasize my points here. <laughs> that's why I was really confused. Swiveled it like a cowboy does with his gun before he puts <laughs> it, it in a holster. It comes with <laughs> its own carry. With potassium. It comes with its own carrying case. What's not to like? Um, potassium, Dan. I'm going to go with. Uh, we've all said it. I mean, it's the twins. You can't separate them literally, and so therefore, it's the editing that lets that be be possible. Um, when they were on screen together, let's get together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, it was seamless, and you couldn't tell the difference. And even. So I don't think enough credits being given for the times they obviously were using a body double and how they hid that, whether it was the march down to the uh, down to serendipity where the one girl had the hair kind of slightly covering her face. So you could disguise that. But it, you bought in really quickly with the idea that this, these are two different characters or two different actresses, even though it's not. But it, 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 so, it was so easy to suspend my disbelief. Yeah, it was definitely. so so easy, and because the film did a really good job of uh, making me convinced that I was seeing something that my eyes or my brain, my brain knew it couldn't be possible. But my eyes convinced my brain throughout that it was, and yeah. so that's well done on their part. So the technical expertise, uh, Grumbles, that green screen, just find a park. <laughs> Come on. Yep, you're not wrong. Um, the terrible guitar playing. Like, oh, okay. It was just, it was like she wasn't even trying. It was really, really bad. Okay. Ethan? I'm going to say something very controversial. I don't think domestic abuse is funny. <laughs> it was a different, no, that's right. I'm, I'm the same thing as you do. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. I do understand it was a different time. And so a girl beating up a man would be juxtaposition. And yeah. she's at the fiery temper. Um, this is also not too far removed from the era of one of these days, Alice, bam, to the moon, um, which was a metaphor for, you know, whatever the guy's name was from the honeymooners hitting his wife. Um, I think it's that even a big, tough cowboy man could be felled by his wife. Tee hee 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 hee. Uh, no, but yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's funny. I don't like how it's played for laughs. Um, and the idea that we the whole thing of like him saying, "Oh, you've done this all before." Yeah, the idea of it, you know. Yeah, and she's going, it did, "Stop, stop, stop fooling around." It doesn't really hurt, and I'm like, "This is this is hard to hear." Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to. 
not forgive it. I'm willing to, when it comes time to think about ratings, I'm willing to overlook it, I think, for the most part. But it was mm-hmm. the hardest part for me to, it was a part that would, it didn't need to be there. That's the easiest way to put it. It didn't need to be there. Yeah. She could, she could be the one who's always causing arguments and getting grumpy or, or whatever the case might be. And you can have that and have the whole Irish temper without her striking him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Or have her like throw a cup on the floor. Like, it can that's be still, something that, that's still something I don't like, but it's better. No, but it's it's better than yeah. actually hitting someone, isn't it? Yeah. Or if he had to go outside and, you know, throw hay bales around or yeah. shoot a gun into the... Into a, well, that's a gun. That's probably not good. But you know what I mean? Like some sort of way that he could express his anger. Oh, she's her, though, not him. She's some sort of way that she could express her anger. Yeah. Maybe there's a vase and she keeps breaking it. And the joke is that yeah. she's always breaking vases. And every time they replace one, I don't think talked about was how ridiculous she looked just before she punched him. She was like holding her fist up in this weird, like, like this, like <laughs> yeah. kind of way. Like he gets like, caught in the cuff. Oh my goodness, it? I'm a woman yeah. and I'm going to punch you now. Doof. Gets caught in the sleeve and then she like brings up like, ooh, look at this. It was just, it was very weird, quirky. Yep. Speaking of weird and quirky, let's see if that's what the critics thought. Georgia, have you got some critics for us? I have, yeah. Okay. I've got uh, Bosley Crowther from uh, the New York Times. Bosley, that's a great name. I'm Bose. Hello, Bosley. Bosley Crowther. Uh, it should be most appe- uh, most appealing to adults as well as to children because of the cheerfully persuasive dual performance of Haley Mills. Um, Variety said that it was an absolute predictable winner from the outset, thanks to the performance of Mills, who seemed to have an instinctive sense of comedy and an uncanny ability to react in just the right manner her contribution to the picture is virtually infinite and then charles stinston from the los angeles times said it was a comedy unusually well designed for the entire family enough sight gags to keep children screaming and enough clever dialogue to amuse their parents and i couldn't find anything from eves i'll be probably before it's time um (laughs) so i I don't think we said this and because it wasn't my favorite character but i think Haley mills is sensational in this yeah, she's yeah, very, she very does, like, good. She does a fantastic job for her age. She's so, she's so, so, so good in this. Um, well, yeah, so the, the characters aren't. That's eh, all right. The, char- the characters aren't enjoyable uh, individually. The characters, but it's a double act. She's fantastic throughout, and so yeah. massive, well done to that. And to a director whose name I'm not sure we got at the start. Who directed this? Uh, yeah, we we did. Oh. Um, I think it was Swift. Okay. Oh, you said he wrote it. Uh, as well, David Swift. Oh, yeah. David Swift. I'm sorry. Yeah. So good shout there. So uh, all that's left for us really to do here at this point now is we've got first. Oh, I guess there's two things left. I almost forgot that one because I haven't put it written down. But I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And as always, thanks to Moonlight Social for letting us use that as our little ditty for the age game. So. Uh, Ellie, I, I think there's a few I may have to disqualify myself on because I was doing, uh, I had okay. some some brief notes, but go ahead. Yeah. Um. So the the first one we're going to go for um Haley Mills first, just a reminder that this is um based on the age she was when it was released. Released, yes. I don't think I know this one, so I'm going to jump in on this one. I'm going to say she's 14. I'm going to say 15. See, I was going to go 16 when it's released, but I'm not sure how long after filming it was released. Um, Next year. The next year. I'm, I'm going to go with 16. Anyway. Uh, she's 15. Hey! Good job, Ethan. Um, Maureen O'Hara, mum? Uh, 45. 38. I'm going to say 37, then. It's 40. Oh, oh well, it might be me. And Brian Keith, dad? 
45. I think I know this one, so I'm going to back him. 46. 40. Oh. Wow. Okay, maybe I didn't know this one. I thought he was older. Okay. Um, and then Joanna Barnes, who plays Vicky. Okay, I definitely, know, I definitely know this now. <laughs> 24. 26. Is she 26? She's 27 when okay. it's released. Yeah. So she yeah, I'm guessing she was probably 26 at the time of filming. Because yeah. I got there was a 14 year age gap was the number I saw. And, uh, okay. you know, <laughs> yeah. So uh, is that, I'm assuming that's it for the age game? Yeah. Okay. So now it's about rating time. So what do we rate this uh, out of out of 10? Where does it, where does it fit in the grand scheme of things? Um, let's go ahead and start with, uh, I don't know who says her name after, after me when we introduce, is it Ellie? Me. I think it's Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've given it a seven. Oh, I haven't given it a quirky rating. Um, 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 seven falling cakes out of 10. Hey, that's good. Seven falling cakes. Uh, Ethan. I'm giving it six and a half slap children out of 10. Slap children. Okay. <laughs> uh, Georgia. I will give it seven cute, cuddly bear cubs out of ten. I'm going to go seven whose bra is this out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, he very quickly, I'll say this much. You look at Maureen O'Hara and you look at the woman who played Vicky and you, you can pretty clearly go, this isn't Vicky's bra, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it didn't look like it would have fit fit maggie either to what be that? i thought i paid that much attention to any of their breasts see a lot of see, 60s bras are very triangular it's true yeah. see as opposed to the calf which i've established not really i mean i think a little bit more attention might be given to 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 that region um so um well ethan we just need to know what are we tackling <laughs> next he's looking he clearly has not remembered it's his week <laughs> So, you do this. so as he time. looks, do not you do not dare pick a goofy movie sequel. So as he looks, I am going to go ahead and uh, stall a little bit and go. Just remember that next week we've got Wanda Revision. Both uh, we've got the one from episode eight, and we, a couple days we'll have episode nine, the final episode dropping. Um, definitely one of our more fun arguments. A couple of them, I'd say, on episode eight. Definitely worth a listen if you haven't done so already. Uh, on that same note, uh, best film ever. We have a trilogy of things that come out in the last week. We we have train spotting, we have knives out, and then we have the documentary after 82. Oh, and by the time this is released, we'll also have Silence of the Lambs will have hit. So a lot of content, a lot of content there. Uh, best film ever is uh, it's doing rather well. So definitely, if you're not already a listener to that, go come on, check us out at Best Film Ever Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, or you can just go ahead and punch in best film ever on the podcast of your choice. And there we are. Uh, Ethan, I'm just really curious trying to get an idea of how you're doing. I'm doing good. I shouted a bit before because I forgot that Star was part of Disney and all I had was like the Die Hard film was on the front page to give me an idea, so that was confusing. But I found one. So we had, uh, we had a, a nice discussion about a certain animal that was that was in this film and <laughs> before he picked up the role as the joker he was a quirky little bear who hated everything we are doing the 2004 animated film with uh walking phoenix brother bear yes i Is have that walking phoenix yeah i have never seen brother bear i love brother bear You're... i think i saw this in year six at school this was the first film I ever I saw in the cinema. Really? This would be a different yeah. kind of pause for the parks. 
<laughs> you might not like the film, but I think you will love the soundtrack. It is another Phil Collins just goes wild. Oh, really? It's a Phil piano. Collins. Yeah. They gave, him, they gave him two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I look forward to that. And next week, I need to remind the person, oh, wait, it's me, that it's, that is my pick next. So I already know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm dropping. So that's okay. You know the best part? I was like, oh, I wonder what the next film's going to be. I wonder whoever's next is going to, I even warned you last time I said, we're going to flip, we're going to flip back, Ethan, because we jumped on, remember the Titans? So remember, you've got next. Oh, yeah. I thought halfway through the podcast, oh, should I remind Ethan it's his pick? Oh, no, because he'll definitely remember because we only talked about it like a couple of days ago. Yeah, because we're not recording is that much after we did Tangled in the grand scheme of things that's been quite a short turnaround you know the best part is I edited that conversation out of Tangled and I should have just put two and two together jeez so please join us next week when we tackle um Brother Bear is that what it's called yeah Brother Bear Brother Bear hey Brother Bear there's an oh I can't even finish that so um four Talking to Mickey. I've been Ian. I've been Ellie. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And next week, we're doing Brother Bear. Set your alarms, make sure we're ready to go, and let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>